Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, good evening and welcome back, everybody. We are back here for another week of Bitcoin Roundtable. This is uh, episode 45. Hey! Vince here with Darren and Libby. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So, D, what do you want to talk about this week? It was cold there last week. We seem to be having a break and the weather's a little warmer. It's not quite super freezy weather yet, so kind of enjoying that. You know, the leaves have been falling, so getting the fall weather thing happening. Kids in school, rock and roll, things like that happening. How about you? I like the fall. I like the fall when it's above zero. When it <laughs> and, starts, not, and not raining every day. Yeah, of course, you know, they're talking about that snow stuff coming towards the end of the week, so mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer it's going to be here. I hope it's here long enough to get the uh, leaves off the trees at least, because I hate collecting leaves in the wintertime. Do you? Yeah, I do. That's good workout, though. Keeps you I, I don't mind raking, strong. yeah, but not when it's cold. Yeah, I rake a lot of leaves. Yeah, you lie. <laughs> you lie. Libby's looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> Poor For Libby. everybody up there, he is lying to you right now. <laughs> I'm there in spirit, raking. Oh, well, why don't you come over to my house in spirit? Well, you're the fool that bought the house with all the trees on it. So here's a question. You think Bitcoin's going to go up like it did last Christmas? Do I think it will go up? Yes. I do, indeed. It's uh, looking kind of bullish right now, so I don't know if it's going to hit where it was last Christmas, you know, in and around 18 to 20, but I definitely think it's going to go up. Like, it's got a long way to go to get there, but I don't know. It's looking a little bullish, but of course, maybe it goes up a little bit and then they slam it down. Yeah, it's over, over 65 today, which is, uh, you know, nice to see. Yeah, there are some heavy hitters out there who's predicting that it's going to go up quite high even before the end of the year. Kind of what I've been reading, it'll bounce around a bit, but there's some major resistance hurdles to overcome at like seven and eight kind of thing. And um, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are kind of feeling it'll be hitting eight, eight to 10 by the end of the year. Okay. You know, it's some encouraging news. I think Stanford and Harvard and a couple other, the Ivy League colleges, a lot of their endowment funds are now investing in cryptocurrencies, which, uh, you know, in my mind kind of just validates the long-term trust in Bitcoin being a stable investment, you know? Right. It kind of counters the argument of some people out there. I won't call them wingnuts and such, but, uh, you know, just some people who ultimately say it's going to go to zero. I just, you know, I never really saw that. I, I think if they understood Bitcoin fully or understood it more so than they do, perhaps they wouldn't have that view. You like it. You think it's going somewhere. More institutional investors, endowment, trust funds and such, they're climbing on board, which means they're validating this cryptocurrency as something real and stable, and they consider it a good investment. That's good news. Um, To me, it's just all signs point go from there. So, Right. Some people that, that read stock charts and such... And know things a lot more than I do about that type of stuff. Say this is really a, just a huge accumulation phase, and there's some hidden bullish divergence, and there has been hidden bullish divergence on the Bitcoin charts for about the last month. What they're saying, what they really mean, is that there's a lot of big money buyers that are buying it. They don't want it to look like they're buying it. They're trying to keep their buying hidden. Okay. The general feeling is all the money is getting in on Bitcoin. Well, some of the retail people are getting discouraged and selling it because it's been down for so long. But 
That's how institutional buyers work. We've you know? talked to yeah, we've talked about that before, right? And they're they controlling it. They basically try to discourage everyone, you know, in the loss of hope, and then they finally sell their Bitcoin at a at a loss, at a low price, and then there, there's always these institutions to scoop it up. Mm. Demand is is coming around. They're buying. They can't keep the price down anymore. You're starting to see some divergence. Perhaps they'll pop it up and then plunk it down one more time, but it's starting to feel interesting. So well, that's something you'll have to keep an eye on. What else is happening in Bitcoin news? Everybody knows who the Winklevoss twins are. Probably more from Facebook than anything. Yeah. The Winklevoss twins are accusing is it Charlie? Char- Charlie Shrem, who is uh, one of the early Bitcoin adopters and advocators. He spent a year in prison for alleged drug purchases through Bitcoin, if I believe correctly. He was allowing customers to exchange their money to go on Silk Road. Is that correct? Well, no, Charlie Shrem basically was downtown New York near the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, he was one of the guys that set up shop, I think, with Eric Voorhees. But Charlie was basically selling Bitcoin before there was exchanges and such. That was where right. he went to buy it. That was the exchange. Mm. So Charlie sold Bitcoin and... It just so happened that he was selling a fair bit of Bitcoin to one fellow who was ultimately linked to uh, Silk Road. It was said or proposed that Charlie knew this, and so he was actually selling Bitcoin knowingly to... Proceeds to a crime, right? That kind of thing. Whatever I state, I don't want to be held liable for it. Right, right. You can read it up yourself. That's the general gist. Yes. Um, if I got it wrong, I apologize, but it's it's something along those lines. Well, it says here apparently that uh, Schremer previously worked with billionaire twins, being Winkle. the Winklevoss twins, yeah. on the Bitcoin exchange project BitInstant. And the Winklevoss twins are claiming that he stole 5,000 Bitcoin from them worth about 31.7 million dollars today so they're uh, they're taking them to court trem is uh, of course denying it but what i've been reading is that everybody wants to know how a guy who apparently had nothing just got out of jail and was in jail for a year i heard stories about him buying maseratis and beach houses and you know everybody's sort of wondering if he didn't steal the bitcoin where did he get all this money from it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how much more Bitcoin the uh, Winklevoss <laughs> twins feel they need to have, or maybe they feel that they're entitled to all of the Bitcoin out there. But it's, well, if you did take the Bitcoin though, then you know there you go. So yeah, I know. I'm sure to get worked out in court. We'll find out. So, uh, what do we got? Primaries. Is that today? Yeah, they're voting. Be interesting. I don't recall if I've ever really seen a year, especially a primary year, where there's been so many big names. You got Brock coming out of retirement. Oprah's doing a big push. It seems to be everybody and anybody who is trying to get you know voters to go out because everybody really wants to see your buddy Donald Trump there. I love the way I called him your buddy. Yeah, um, I know. They, uh, they don't. They don't want him to win the house. Um, I'll look at the New York Times live election results dashboard. Oh, do it. This is live, folks. It looks like Republicans are in the lead, although I don't understand this chart. Donna Shalala's house win in Florida suggests some damn rebound in the last two weeks. The GOP thought they had a good chance there pre-mail bomber. Oh, yeah, because he was... Trump supporter, wasn't he? Right now, I'm showing uh, Republicans ahead 42-31. 
Yeah, that's what I saw. Uh oh. No, oh, 435 seats. No, okay. Yeah, that's only a handful of states in right now. Uh, Democrats are defending most of the 35 seats currently in play. So the most important issue for voters are healthcare 41%, immigration 23%, economy 21%, and guns 11%. Yeah, they like their guns. But presumably that's also people that don't like guns in that 11% that are looking for greater gun control. What's it? In Iowa or Missouri, a couple weeks ago, a father and child were, were in a McDonald's and someone came in and tried to rob the McDonald's. And the father pulled out his gun and shot the guy. Right there in front of a whole bunch of little kitties and everything. Shot him dead? Oh, uh, yeah, apparently that's what I got. Yeah, apparently it's allowed. Oh, in self-defense? In the process of a crime? I, I didn't really hear how much defense, like, I don't think he tried to rob the father, but... Wow. Father whipped out his gun and uh, shot him. Could have just shot him in the knee or something. So what was the guy trying to do? Rob the McDonald's. With a... With a gun. Yeah, they shot him. Well, I think the issue was the fact that it was a bunch of lots of toddlers. Yeah, well, that's sort of what some of the issue was. You know, it's a world we don't live in, right? It's very scary. Mind you, we do have an awful lot of gun crimes in and around Toronto. Yeah, but it's all relative, not compared to the States. The numbers are not anything like the states oh i would bet they're not right they've got the right to bear arms we don't have the right to bear arms was there like three firearms in the u.s for every person well darren's brother-in-law's probably got about 12. hey uh, all the americans i know they don't own one gun they've got multiple yeah, guns exactly. and multiple kinds of guns Ooh, maybe ted cruz is gonna lose in texas Mm-hmm. Really? They were talking about Texas on CBC today saying there was a big Democratic push down there. All the votes in? No. Your brother-in-law liked Ted Cruz as well. It was on CBC this morning and they were talking about this new business. It's mainly based in Texas of people claiming that they're refugees and they're, you know, middle-class families that have relocated from California where apparently life is so awful. Texas to a Republican safe hold. <laughs> and this business relocates these families. Relocate from California to Texas? <laughs> yeah, because it's so liberal and therefore shockingly dangerous. You know I, I wonder if I know enough about politics where I would ever consider moving because the place I lived was more liberal and I was conservative. Like, I've never heard of that here well, in Canada. I mean, no, but I've never even heard of moving. Like, So what if your neighbors are conservative and you're liberal? Does it really bother you? Well, I think they were saying that it's so polarised now in the States, it's got to this sort of ticking time bomb mm. stage where it's so divisive. Hmm. that I guess people are moving purely because of their political views. Thanks, Donald. (laughs) You've done done a really good job dividing the country. Well, that's not really Trump, though. It is Trump, though. No, it started before Trump. It was when Barack brought in the the healthcare thing, Obamacare. The Obamacare is what polarized everything. Trump didn't help it. But it didn't start with Trump, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't you remember all those guys running around with the freaking anarchy fucking guys? And then you get some Trumps or uh, Republican supporters and they're having fistfights and Berkeley banned Milos Yiannopoulos from speaking, all these demonstrations. That was before Trump. California is a, a heavily Democratic 
state and Texas is the opposite. A lot of people who are Republican didn't feel safe in California. That's just hilarious to me because you don't walk around with shirts saying I'm Democratic or I'm Republican. Well, it's pretty easy to find out. I mean, you show up at a or someone speaking who isn't democratic, then, you know, you get all these people mobbing you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Google did all those big walkouts last week, eh? That was quite interesting. Yeah. Over sexual harassment, stuff like that. Yeah, that's obviously a big issue. Well, some of the money they said they paid a couple of those guys. 90 million to the, the big guy, the director. Wow. Not a huge incentive not to sexually harass, is it? Well, you put it that way, you almost start to wonder, yeah, not a big incentive at all. In fact, yeah, good for them for walking out and demanding more, you know. Google is one of the biggest recognized companies in the world, so I thought it looked good anyway. Whether it'll do any good, who knows, but... Yeah, I was reading about women in tech industries and stuff. It's definitely hard for women in in that industry. Well, it's just so few of them. But even the women in the industry, they kind of get phased out as they move up. Right. Marijuana's on the ballot for three, four... Four states, maybe? Oh, yeah. It's already decriminalized, I guess they'd call it, in like a dozen states or something, isn't it? I don't know how many are. Well, Colorado, Nevada, I know are two for sure. But federally, it's still illegal. Federally, it's still illegal, yes. I even hear some of the stocks are going down. The government's doing a horrible job with it. Our government. Yeah, and how? Oh, shortages. Still haven't received Delivery time. There's people that have still went weeks without receiving anything or receiving any kind of feedback or message or anything. Although Canada Post strike is probably mainly to do with that. That's a rotating strike, though. But they made a point of saying that you would get your pot. I don't know. I find Canada Post is really slow. Things I send to Toronto take a week. That's without strike. Hmm. Really? I don't know. I think ship it through Amazon. I heard Toronto's out of the running for the new Amazon. Oh, is it? Yeah. They're pretty sure they're going to put it in Seattle area again, or Washington, or something like that. Well, it's not like I ever thought Toronto was going to get it anyway. No, I would think it would be the States. Nobody really wanted it, I don't think. Especially it wouldn't be good for the housing market. What are you reading, Darren? Right. What are you reading on Reddit? Judge orders extended hours at nine polling places in Harris County, Texas. Surgeons overwhelm the pools despite voter suppression anxiety. Four hour lines outside Atlanta due to broken voting machines. People are coming out to vote. Well, maybe after two years, they're finally angry. <laughs> Could be. Angry or in love. Like if it comes out and Republicans win this. I, I don't even want to hear one other American say anything negative against them. I think they all need to start wearing, you know, what is the hat? Make America great again and they all need to start drinking the Kool-Aid because this is their chance. To what? To, to stop Trump. Well, that's the whole idea of voting, right? Yeah. You can't complain if you're not going to vote. He's going to win this thing. I'm going to call it right now. He's going to win this thing. Well, a lot of people don't like immigration, and he's been going hard on that. What is the amendment where if, if you're a foreigner and you, your child's born in the United States, he wants to get rid of that? I know. Now, mind you, there are an awful lot of countries that don't recognize that. That what? That don't recognize that. Like, there's a lot of countries in the world that don't recognize just because you were born there it makes you a citizen. Which countries? I actually think Australia might be one of them. Yeah, it's actually, there's fewer countries that do recognize it than there are that don't. It's called naturalized citizen, isn't it? I guess if I get to choose a side, I, 
I don't really agree with it. What do you mean you don't agree with it? If someone's been living there for 10 years and they have a kid This isn't what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We're talking about people who make it to the United States so they can have babies. You know, let's look at the States and let's look at Mexicans who happen to be pregnant and come over the border and their child's born in the U.S. That child is a U.S. citizen. We're not talking about people that spend 10 years, pay taxes, and just don't go for citizenship who have children. That's different. That that law is also going to encompass them. Then let it. Then maybe it'll force people to go and get their citizenship quicker then. But they are naturalized citizens at the moment if they're born in the U.S. They are citizens. T- today, yes. But why are they? Just because they were born there? Yeah. Why are you automatically a citizen? Why? So why are my children British citizens even though they weren't born there? Well, it's part of the law. (laughs) Your children aren't British citizens. Yes, they are. They're dual citizens. You have dual citizenship for them? Yes. Oh, I got it at birth. You know, dual citizenship Mm -hmm. and citizen is much, much different. Why? What, what do you mean? I'd say it's more tenuous the fact that my kids have got British citizenship and they weren't born there than someone that was born in the United States and then isn't eligible for citizenship. Shouldn't their parents have to be citizens of the country? Well, is that the issue? That this parents aren't citizens? Well, absolutely that's the issue. If your parents are, are American citizens and you're born in America, you are American. But if your parents are from country A and you happen to sneak your way into the US or happen to time it so you're allowed into the US at the same time you're having a baby so your child will be a US citizen. Therefore, if your child is a US citizen, you get to stay and then try and get citizenship that's a back door into citizenship. But, well, they're desperate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if they're trying to do that, there's some bad situations at home. Sure. What are they going to do this whole caravan of people that are marching towards the U.S.? I, I feel bad for that caravan. I heard it's just down to a couple thousand people. They're not going to get in. They've, some of them have walked all the way from, like, Ecuador. Well, don't they still have, like, a 40-day walk or something left ahead of them? You got an opinion on it, Darren? You may run into the issue where the parents come back with the baby and the, the country of which the parents are citizens of don't recognize the baby as a citizen. Yeah, right. that's also very complicated. I mean, I, th- I think at the end of the day, you have all these weird issues arising about birth citizenry versus citizenry of parents. Citizenry of children should be uh, the same as the parents. Mm-hmm. But the issues really arise because not all countries have the same set of rules. So perhaps, I don't know, I haven't really studied it, but perhaps you would have a scenario where a a couple go on a trip to the U.S., have a child in the U.S., and then try to fly back home, but they won't let the child in. Who is this child? Yeah. Right, yeah, I I can see that, okay. So, So then you have an issue where you have a child with no citizenship, which is really sad and should never happen, you know? There should always be some country or somewhere they could always call home. And also, if you're a US citizen, you you have to pay taxes there wherever you live for your whole life. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, the IRS will keep coming at you for... Anyone that's a US citizen has to pay taxes in the US, even if they don't live in the US. 
Well, yeah, but that's the same with Canadians. That's not true. No, it's that's not, not true. I, no, it's a, it's a very U.S. specific thing. I'm not sure, but I think there's a way that you could basically say, "Well, I'm no longer an American citizen," or sign a paper, and you're kind of released going forward. But I think then you have to give up your American citizenship. You can't remain an American citizen. No. Hmm. You have to and live up. elsewhere and yeah. not expect to pay taxes to the U.S. They're going to come after you. But you can remain a Canadian citizen and live elsewhere and not pay taxes? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things you have to check oh. off, right? If, if you're a Briton living abroad, you don't have to pay taxes in Britain. Right. Whereas if I'm an American living abroad, I do have to pay American taxes. Right, but if you're Canadian living abroad, you, you don't have to pay Canadian taxes. I don't believe so. Unless... You have Unless to, you have an income in, in like, if, for example, if you have a house or an asset or any type yeah. of asset in Canada, you have to be completely detached right. from the country. And obviously paying taxes in whatever other country you're in. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. Immigration is very complicated. Well, look, you know, if you got 10 or 20 million in the bank. Nobody cares about those people, though. No, but it, you know, your taxable income is massive, right? Moving to a different country or, or you know, becoming a citizen in a different country and uh, under those taxation rules, the taxes can be almost nothing in some cases, right? Which you can almost do worldwide if you have the money. So if you had an opportunity to save a couple million a year by moving somewhere or living elsewhere f- for a while, I don't know there's options out there and some people choose to do it mm-hmm. okay you know where you go i don't see that as criminal or anything i just see it as somebody deciding they don't want to live in a country where they're paying such high taxes so they move like basically you know if you move to the virgin islands you gotta live in the virgin islands yeah right yeah which apparently is you know it's fun for a little while and then it gets really kind of not very fun but if you're rich enough you just fly to Greenland or Iceland for a month and then fly somewhere else and you start to live a a, a lifestyle that's more nomadic mm-hmm. yeah well if you got the money you got the money to be transit sure it's great all right Canada's letting more in because we've such a shortage of skilled labor they're really worried with with brexit happening if it does happen so many skilled laborers from europe are going to have to leave that basically the healthcare system the hospitality industry is just going to completely collapse why are they going to have to leave because they're not eligible to live in the uk anymore because britain's going to leave the eu they won't have visas at the moment anyone from the eu can live and work in britain okay after Brexit, they won't be able to. No. Hmm. And part of the reason that Brexit was voted in was that this xenophobic idea that all these immigrants were taking their jobs when, in fact, they're bolstering the industry and doing jobs that Brits don't want to do. But my dad was saying in the healthcare, it's going to be disastrous. Hmm. <laughs> when is all that supposed to take effect? March. Or they wanted a chance to vote on it again and they said no? No, they're still trying to get in a second referendum. They're still trying to? Because it's looking like no deal at the moment. It's changing all the time, I think. I don't think anybody thinks they're happy or doing well anymore. You rarely hear about any good news in general with any country. Well, good news doesn't sell. Yeah, that's true. We need another Olympics. (laughs) No, we don't. Cost too much. (laughs) Oh, the world needs another Olympics. 
That puts everyone in a good mood. Where's Darren gone? He's just gone. I think he's just leaving. <laughs> he's done. Any funny updates from the week? Oh, I watched the first episode of that show you told me to watch. Oh my god. Yes. So good. The Bodyguard. Yeah, I actually like the first one. Yeah. Um, Gets better. I'll keep watching. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I don't know. It's kind of whacked. I, at first, I thought it was a, a, a comedy, sort of. I'm trying to figure out whether it's actually real or not. I don't want to see it as a comedy. That's interesting. <laughs> well. Well, no, it definitely isn't a comedy as you move forward. But it's very, very good. He plays a, a, a an idea of a lawyer that you don't expect. A lawyer? Huh? Where are, where are we here? The bodyguard? Oh, to, I've got my shows mixed up. I did, I did watch The Bodyguard. I did. I know what I wanted to ask you about The Bodyguard. Are you allowed to call any older woman mom? It's mom. I don't understand. Say it again. Mom. M-A-A-M. <laughs> it's the Scottish accent. But are you allowed to call any older woman mom? Like, she's a senior officer, so he would have to call her mom. So an older woman in authority you call mom? This is military, right? It's military, okay? Yeah, but I, I have heard my grandfather use it before. Yeah, but it, it, it's very old-fashioned. Yes. You would call the queen mom. Well, they call her the queen mom. No, 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 no. No? <laughs> so there was the queen mum, M-U-M. Okay. Yes. And mom is a is a term like sir. You would say sir or mom. Mom. Okay. Mom. Yeah. It's not mum. It's not mother. It's it sounds like they're saying mum. It's not it's mom. Mom. It's not. Mom. I guess you need the accent to pull it off. But. Yeah. It's not anything to do with the word mother. It, she would be. She would probably fire him if he called her mum. No, it's mom. This That's is, like sir. It this is interesting. This must strictly be a British thing, right? Uh, probably, yeah. I, I, I knew it, right? Because I remember the old James Bond movies. He used to call one of them mom. Oh, maybe. M. Wasn't that what the M was for? It was for mom? No. M is the code name for that, the, the head of the MI5 in Ian Fleming's books. Okay. So they were all M's, whether it was Judy Dench or any of the other actors that Ah... There's M and Q and Miss Funny Penny and 007. That's but did he thing. not call her mom in one of them? Yeah, because she's <laughs> a senior officer. She's a senior officer, so she would be the mom. But no, it's not the mom. That's Just like saying mo- the sir. Just mom. 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 Okay, well, thanks for coming out tonight, everybody, and uh, listening to us ramble on. We hope you all have a good evening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.